seriously popular. Have you ever felt like escaping to your own desert island? Jane Gaskin did exactly that, trading in the family home to begin a new life in the tropics. But she soon discovers that paradise has its secrets. I'm Alice Levine, and this is The Price of Paradise, the island dream that ends in kidnap, corruption, and murder. Wish you were here? Follow The Price of Paradise now, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The former nurse, Lucy Letby, has been found guilty of murdering seven babies and attempting to kill six others at the Countess of Chester Hospital. Between June 2015 and June 2016, babies who seemed to be doing reasonably well would suddenly collapse. Lucy Letby was the common factor. The verdicts make the 33-year-old Britain's most prolific baby killer. Lucy Letby, I sentence you to imprisonment for life. This was a podcast about one of the most anticipated criminal trials for years. It's now a podcast about one of the worst serial killers in modern times. At 12.52pm on Friday, August the 18th, 2023, we brought you the news that a neonatal nurse was guilty of killing babies in her care. After a trial lasting for over 10 months and more than 110 hours of painstaking deliberation, the jury decided that Lucy Letby murdered seven babies at the Countess of Chester Hospital and she tried to kill six more. She was cleared of two further charges of attempted murder and the jury could not reach verdicts on six further allegations. I'm Liz Hull, Northern Correspondent for the Mail. I've been in court throughout and have reported on the case as it developed. And I'm Caroline Cheatham, a broadcast journalist. Every week we've examined what's happened and brought you the details behind the headlines. This is the trial of Lucy Letby. Welcome to episode 59, Another Victim. So Liz, we're bringing out an extra episode today because you have done an interview with a family. And this family have a son who is now seven. He was born at the Countess of Chester in 2016. And the parents are as sure as they can be that he was possibly attacked by Lucy Letby. Yeah, so I spoke to this couple who essentially became very good friends with Lucy Letby. She was there at their son's birth. The mum had a really terrible pregnancy. It was really difficult. She ended up having an emergency C-section And Lucy Letby had just come on duty for a night shift. It was in February 2016. She had just come on the night shift and was there at the emergency birth of this baby boy. She looked after him in the early days. And you'll hear in this interview that she essentially took a real shine to this baby boy and became good friends with his mum. All they thought was that she was 
really caring, lovely nurse. They had no inclination that anything could be wrong. They spoke to me at length and they were really generous with their time and spoke to me about how their son would have dips when she was on duty. Unexpected. Unexpected dips. One of the most concerning things you'll hear in the interview is about how she gave them a card on Mother's Day and they assumed that everyone on the unit was getting a card on Mother's Day. In fact, they were the only ones that got this card that was handmade by Lucy Letby. Inside, there was a Polaroid picture of their son who had no breathing apparatus on him, bearing in mind that he needed 24-hour oxygen. They questioned that, but she gave them an explanation and they believed it. But looking back now, they really are worried that he should never have had those tubes or masks taken off him. Obviously, he needed those to breathe. And Lucy Letby took those breathing apparatus and tubes off him and took a picture. As we've heard previously in some of the allegations, Lucy Letby became very close to this family, almost befriended them. And I know there were lots of text messages between them and her. They trusted her implicitly to the point where the dad of this little boy was so grateful to Lucy Letby for what he he thought she'd saved his life on numerous occasions because he'd have these dips and then recover and she would always be on duty. So he thought that she'd saved his life and even discussed with his wife about making Lucy Letby the godmother of their son. Mm. I mean, fortunately, his wife said, oh, I think a family member might be more appropriate. So that never happened. But she did stay in touch with them after their son was discharged from hospital Do we know, Liz, why this little boy wasn't part of the charges? That's a bit unclear at the minute. When Lucy Letby was arrested and her picture appeared in all the papers and was obviously on the TV, this mum was physically sickened. She told me, she said she just could not believe that the nurse that she knew could be responsible. And in fact, she told me this week that even up until the verdicts, she really really was hoping that the allegations were not true because she just couldn't really believe that the person that had befriended her and she'd become so close to could have done such things. So obviously you know we know the police are looking at further allegations possibly this would form part of those. She She's told me that they made a statement back in 2018 and that the police have been in touch recently so it's possible that this couple's son could form part of a new charges or a new prosecution okay let's hear it let's go back to the beginning to when you fell pregnant and you found out that you were having a baby how was the pregnancy awful really from start to finish i had problems from 12 weeks i'd started putting on fluid from 18 weeks i was quite bad with preeclampsia but No one would really listen to me Mm -hmm. in this hospital here. They kept saying, oh, it's normal, it's normal. By the end, I'd put over 30 kilograms on in fluid. And it was in February and I was in flip-flops because I couldn't get anything on my feet. I was seeing stars. I was so poorly. On the day that I had my son, I went into work and I just said, I'm going to go home because I feel so ill. How many weeks were you then? I was 31 weeks, exactly. My colleague said, oh, I'm going to check your blood pressure and let's do your weights again. So she checked my blood pressure. My blood pressure was well over 200. 
And she's like, I I can't let you go home. So she prepped me for theatre. They managed to get one dose of steroids in because they were worried because when they scanned, he was only the size of a 28-weeker because he'd stopped growing. And my blood pressure just kept going up and up and up. So they had to try and get some magnesium as well for his brain of when he was born as well as me for not fitting. Must have been really scary. I kind of just, I think, blacked it. (laughs) Blacked it and just got on with it at the time. It was only a couple of months after, I suppose, it hit me. Because I thought at the time, if I I get stress, it's just going to make it even worse. How heavy was he? He was £3.2 when he was born. Okay. It was um, a bit of a shock, yeah. He was whisked away. You'd had a C-section. Yeah, he was stabilised in the room, as far as I remember, in the corner. And a neonatal doctor came in, as well as Lucy, the neonatal nurse. So Lucy Letby was there while she when you gave birth? Yeah, when he was born. And then... He went into the high dependency. She stayed with him throughout that shift then. What do you remember of her from then? I was, wasn't was able to move out of... I was on, like, 24-hour nursing care at that point, so I couldn't... So you were really poorly. Yeah, I couldn't go, I couldn't go off the bed. Not that I could anyway, because I couldn't move my legs, but they wouldn't even let me go and see him at that point because they were trying to ventilate him and things. So Lucy Letby went with your son up to high dependency and booked him in, I assume. Yeah. And what do you remember of Lucy Letby? I gotta be honest, she was nice. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't lie, she was nice. Couldn't seem to do enough for you. Yeah, she was always around him and so like I said she couldn't seem to do enough for you and I'd never been that obviously never in that situation before and um she seemed to sort of try her best to put your mind at, at ease. Yeah. That's the best way I could sort of describe her at the time, yeah. And she was explaining everything. When when I went up there in the wheelchair for the first time, I think it was about 48 hours after she was born, and she was explaining everything that was, like, happening because he was on the ventilator. Was he in room one? Yeah. Yeah, he was in room one, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in room one for quite a while, wasn't he? So as you walk in from the corridor, it's the first bed on your right. So you got the window there. Yeah. And then his incubator was just right there. So I can still picture the room. Yeah. So still picture the whole unit. Tell me a bit about what happened after that. After that, he was on, he was on, well, he was on the ventilator for five, six days. And then he was moved on to high flow CPAP. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed that every single shift that Lucy had that if she wanted my son and always named him as her favourite and said that quite a few times. It's like she took a shine to him. Yeah. I think and to us really because it's a different setting from a normal hospital Mm. setting. And you're vulnerable, aren't you? You know, you've first baby, had a horrible pregnancy, horrible experience for birth and you kind of put your trust in nurses to look after you. Yeah. We're just going to pause the interview there, Liz, briefly, because we wanted to play you a video that was taken of their son within a few days of him being born. Because the audio is not that clear, we just thought we'd explain what you're hearing. And what you're hearing, Liz, is 
Lucy Letby over the cot of this baby boy. Yeah, you can hear her kind of cooing, cooing over the baby and talking about, oh, look at him, he's got so much space in the cot because he was tiny. He was, you know, we've heard he was three pound, two ounces. The video was taken by his dad and you can hear Lucy Letby encouraging them and saying, oh, you know, your baby's doing fine. He's got lots of space in his cot. So here's the audio from that video. There's me having what I was having and... Mm. Around there, aren't you? Mm-hmm. I think it's proper starfish. Yeah. It's also got all this space to move around. Mm-hmm. So she was there day and night from when she was on shift with her, and we'd have long conversations with her, at, especially at night time when it was quite quiet. What did she talk about? She talked about her parents a lot. She really thought the world of her parents, her cats. There was a couple of times where she was going out with the other nurses and she talked about that, just life in general. You said to me you came to kind of think of as a a friend, really. Yeah, yeah. She was just very, very, very friendly. and, And she was messaging you outside of work when she wasn't there and you were there asking you about him? No, it was after my son was discharged that she added me on um, Facebook. So let's just go back a bit. So he he's in room one, he's ventilated, so he's pretty poorly. Yeah. What happens then? Um, it just, he had very ups and downs, but they told us obviously that is completely normal for them to go two steps forward, one step back all the time. And it was a case that he'll get there when he gets there. There's a few cases where he, he had a lot of blood in his nappy one day and Lucy was his, his nurse. She brought it to the doctor and said, oh, I found he's got a lot of blood in his nappy and they thought he'd had like a twist in his bowel okay. but then couldn't find a reason why and it was a lot of blood was in his nappy. Right. So how long was he on the ventilator for? Probably about five days, I think. Yeah, five, six. and then he went down to CPAP, which yeah. is the natural progression when they're getting a bit better. Yeah, and was he on feeds by then? No, he was he was well tube fed, tube and fed. he had a long line in. They then had to take the food away again, the milk away, and do everything on the IV drips again because they were worried that there was. We've heard in the trial that there's this problem that premature babies get quite a lot called neck, which yeah. is a problem with their bowel because they yeah. can't cope with feeds. No, if they suspect that at all, they take them off feeds, yeah. don't they, straight away? Yeah. And did he do okay after that or were there other occasions where you were worried about him? There was quite a few occasions with his oxygen levels and she did quite a few pictures for us when she was on shift, especially at night time. And she said that she was cleaning his incubator out and changing all of his tubes and things. And she used to take pictures of him with, like, nothing on when he should have been on high flow at that point. So you mean that she took the oxygen away so she could take a picture for you? Yeah. I think it could have been Mother's Day. She, We had, a, like, a handmade card, and we assumed everyone on, on the ward got one, which is a nice thing that, that they were doing. Inside was a picture of my son with no breathing equipment so I said oh well where's his breathing equipment 
and she said that they take it out to clean and to sterilize or to basically just clean it. So I said, oh, right, that's great. Thank you. And, and then obviously now everything's come to light. I, I should have questioned more. Well, you know, he needs that to breathe. He's not breathing. Another time I, I didn't, I just said, you know, so thank you. And I, I should have questioned it more really, but at the time I, I didn't, but, and it was like, I think it was for Mother's Day, wasn't it? I'm sure it was. And it was, it was, it was a blue card. I remember with it, with it, obviously it's handmade blue card with his picture inside. I can't remember exactly what she wrote. And she said that I thought you'd like a, a picture of your son without any breathing equipment. And at the time we just said thank you and it was great. And we assumed everyone on the ward got one. And then we do know now that they did. No, they didn't. Right. Like you try and protect your kids as much as you can. And I, th I think on that point, I didn't know, but I feel like I let him down. So at that point I didn't know, but I should have questioned it further. And, and like obviously with my other child, the whole time he was in hospital, we've questioned everything. But that's obviously because we've gone through this and we know what's what's happening. We've questioned everything. Have you ever felt like escaping to your own desert island? Jane Gaskin did exactly that, trading in the family home to begin a new life in the tropics. But she soon discovers that paradise has its secrets. I'm Alice Levine, and this is The Price of Paradise, the island dream that ends in kidnap, corruption and murder. Wish you were here? Follow The Price of Paradise now, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So there's the blood in the nappy. There's the picture without the tubes. Is there any other incidents that you were looking back at? Two or three pictures without any breathing. After Asus Knight questioned her again, she said, oh, I just thought you'd like a few pictures of him with no tubes on, whereas the first time she said, I thought you'd like one picture with him, of him with no right. tubes on. After that, they then introduced milk again slowly. He then moved into room two. He was in room two a couple of days and we went there probably about six o'clock in the evening and one nurse I I'm not going to say a name, but one yeah. um, nurse came in and after they'd done handover, because we went for something to eat. So we went back in after and this one nurse that also was, you know, lovely and couldn't do enough for you, said, my gosh, I can't believe how annoyed that Lucy was that she didn't have your son tonight. And I said, oh, right, okay. And she said, oh, she's got another child but she asked me about four or five times can she swap to have your son and at the time we thought oh my gosh that's lovely that people are fighting over having a child yeah. and that that they want them and this nurse like couldn't get over how really really irate that she was about it like angry yeah 
at really she'd asked her about four or five times that she wanted to swap and she'd refuse yeah and she said no i've got him tonight looking back you get very very lucky that she didn't have have him that night how soon was that before he came home he was only in that ring then a couple more days, I think, wasn't it? There was a, a, a night when he started to go downhill. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he then got given to someone who's like a band hire. Okay. Within 10 to 12 hours, he seemed to just pick up and be fine. He was in room one for a while. A matron came upstairs to me while I was I was an inpatient for two weeks and said that there was a virus on the unit and all the babies have got to stay in the rooms that they're in and we're not accepting any new baby. Okay. And she seemed very panicked and we were thinking at the time, oh my gosh, what is this yeah. virus? What is going on? We were seven days before we were even allowed to hold them then. You couldn't hold her until he was seven days old? Yeah. It was actually Lucy that said, oh my gosh, have you not held him yet? And I said, no, because they've said they've got this virus and he was the only one that apparently didn't have this virus. Right. That they didn't want him guessing it because he was so small and, you know, he was still on the oxygen and things at the time. And she said, oh my gosh, have you not got him out? And I said, no. So it was her that got him out for the first time for us and again couldn't do enough for us. So we've got the blood in the nappy. She's taking the pictures without the tubes. You talk about the dip when she's on duty. Did either of you suspect her at all? or No, not at all. We just assumed it was normal, a baby in that sort of condition, to have good days and bad days and highs and lows kind of thing. Mm. Nothing about her behaviour kind of triggered you, not at all. I felt physically sick when I saw her picture. When she was arrested? Yeah, because if anybody you'd think it'd be standoffishness, she would have completely been bottom of the pile of anybody that I would ever think. So he comes home and then she's messaging you on Facebook. And I've seen those messages and, you know, they appear to be like as if she was a friend of yours yeah she seemed very concerned about his breathing yeah she did say is there anything on the messages or was it anything anything to do with his breathing which then takes you back to the fact that you know she took the breathing things off him and was she asking if it was anything anything to do with what had yeah. happened there but looking back now you must think my god He's had such a lucky escape, hasn't he? Definitely, yeah. Have you been following the trial? No, not at all. Because we've got another son that was born in the same circumstances and going through a rough time with his medical issues. And I'd asked the police when they last phoned me that I didn't want to be really kept informed of it. And I didn't want to know anything about the trial until it had finished and what was the end outcome, really. Just too much. Yeah, because I knew that a lot of the parents would probably have exactly the same experiences as us and it was quite frustrating in a way for us knowing that we'd been in that same situation and our son wouldn't get 
justice for what's probably been done. Yeah. Because we've had exactly the same experience. Do you feel like she did attack him at some point? I, I 100% know that whatever was done with his oxygen and things like that wasn't wasn't right mm. now because they were so careful with our other son where they had to have oxygen right by him when they were changing it they did it so quickly it wouldn't have been enough time to go and get a camera come back take a picture and then so just for us to explain you've got another baby son who was born prem who also needs support god knows how you coped with having another baby born in that situation after what you've been through but you know from experience now from seeing how the nurses behaved with him that what she was doing was not best practice no incorrect she should never have taken those tubes away from him no and as well that a lot of like the medication she just seemed to just do it rather than whereas we've just been now there were so many checks whether the checks were done behind the scenes i don't know but it appeared like she wasn't as meticulous as yeah. the other nurses yeah whether there was a reason for that because obviously he had a lot of iv drips and a lot of things going into him as in um the vitamins and minerals that he yeah. had when he wasn't having milk. And you mentioned the police. So you have spoken to the police, have you? Yeah. Yeah, and given a statement. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen this. The police are saying they're now examining every single baby that went through the neonatal unit of the Countess and Liverpool Women's. So that's 4,000 babies. Your son obviously will be included in that number. Do you hope that he might be included in, you know, some more charges? It's probably not a, a hope. But we know with how close that she was to us and our son of how she reacted with him, that is probably is the case. And I think that every child that has had anything done to them by Lucy should have justice for every single family, should have justice for what's been done because obviously it's not right is it your wife said to me there was a point where you wanted her to be your son's godmother yeah yeah it just talked me through that a bit when he was in the hospital she, she couldn't do enough for you I, I i just thought i don't know i just thought at the time that it, it'd be like just like a nice little touch if if we'd asked her. and obviously she she kept in touch with with my partner after he'd come out of hospital I thought, you know, she's taken a real interest in, in his life. I, at the time, I thought, you know, she's worked tirelessly to, to keep him alive. She was at his birth? Yeah. What do you think about that now? I try not to. Yeah. Like I'll be honest, I try not to. What do you hope for what happens for the police investigation? Clarification. Just a definite answer of did she do something or did she not to my son? What do you think about her now? just really seconds me that she could ever do anything like that and it's quite mixed emotions for us really I mean all we can say is manipulative mm. that she was with us and nice and kind and caring that it would be easier to really really hate her if she wasn't 
yeah. like that. Is he seven now? Yeah, seven now. Seven yeah. now. He's doing very well. What does he like doing? Just give us an idea of what he's into. Oh, horse riding. Horse riding? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> got he's got a horse. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Two. Two. <laughs> he loves it. How does he? One thing that he really, really is passionate about. He loves animals. Well, thanks so much for talking to us. So that's it for episode 59. We'll be back again next week as usual. You can catch more of our post-verdict episodes on Mel Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. You can give us a rating and you can share the podcast. You can also follow me at Liz Hull or send us an email at thetrialofluciletby at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Lucy Letby Trial or follow me at Radio Caroline. See you then. 